Hi. Hi, faggot. How are you doing, faggot? I'm right. How are you? You're great. No, I think I said I'm all right, but then I mumbled it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, all right. You're all right. Okay, I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. I'm doing well today. Today's been a good day. What's your color? My color today is... Oh, I didn't think about it. Um, I'll go first. Okay, yeah. What's your color? My color is gray. Why? I don't know. I just feel like really smoky and like my head is full of nonsense and like clouds and okay uh, i'm just feeling really blah 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 well i hope this makes you feel better i hope so it. too i think it already actually already is, is helping yeah i had to stay home from work like i don't know i just i my life is, i know i say this every week but my fucking life needs to calm this shit down yeah and and it's all my fault well from the sounds of it it's doing the opposite yeah. of that i just need to start saying no because, like, we said this last time, but, like, I, you know, live my life on yes-anding everything. Right. And that's f- about a fucking Apparently, like, unless that's it comes to me. Because you're just like, no. <laughs> no to that. <laughs> yes-and. So, I need to stop yes-ending, which is hilarious. That is hilarious. I need to just be like, no, I don't want to do that job. Anyway, whatever. Well, not to sound um, like a pretentious douchebag, which I probably am going to, but... I had this problem as too. opposed to yeah that's just me okay that's <laughs> my picture next to the definition um I got a tattoo of the word no for various reasons but also for this and again as pretentious as it sounds it actually helps me it's such a positive word when I got it a lot of people were like why would you put that negativity on you and there's so much power in no right so yeah maybe no I need to take that on yeah maybe you should I've like to, I've been taught my whole life that that's not a good thing just don't, but. if you get the tattoo, just don't put it beside your faggot tattoo. No so faggots. Say no faggots. No faggots. <laughs> no faggots welcome. That's my 2018 theme. So Great. Um, can I ask you to not be on this <laughs> podcast anymore? Can this just be my podcast? This is my last episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Okay, whatever. Fuck me. How, how about you? Uh, yeah, my color is, what's like a thinking color? I feel like I've been in my own head, but in a good way. So maybe a, like a dark green again, kind of a green theme. Ooh going um been reading a lot but but productively and not the kind that makes me want to go crazy so yeah it's been a good day good for you yeah I'm fucking happy for you i do feel weird that this is the first time i've spoken to a human being in like 14 hours so. me too okay me too good good thing i'm um, drinking while i'm doing this too that'll definitely <laughs> help um can i can we have anecdote corner yes please okay so this past weekend i went to a birthday party and i drank two bottles of wine really quickly AKU Tom. I don't. <laughs> How dare you? And then we went out to Glad Day for the dance party there. And it was soups fun, probably. Shout out to Glad Day again. Shout out to Glad, Glad Day, Day. We love you. Um, and sorry for my presence in you last week. I've, I've said that. Yeah, multiple before. times. <laughs> Shut up. Yikes. Um, anyway, I met a nice uh, little. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> met a kind gentleman. Nice. Who was like a little pocket gay. Nice. I, you know how much I love pocket gays. Yeah, I do. This was like a pocket gay's pocket gay. Oh like my we're God. talking petite. Like Paris Hilton's like, dog. <laughs> the Paris Hilton's dog of Twinks. And I was living for him. Probably flashback. You were so drunk. It was just like a, like a light on the bar or it was something. A plinth. Like a straw that fell on the ground. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. I'm interrupting. No, it's fine. So that I like... Of course, when I get my sights on someone, then like it's on, like I'm very competitive. Really? in my picking up of people too. Never seen that. Before. And so I was like, in my mind, I was like, "Hey, how's it going?" But probably in reality, I was like, "You!" <laughs> Fire just comes out of your mouth. And I was like, um, 
it's time to go because like it was time for me to go home mm. and so i was <laughs> trying to invite him to come with me and he said oh i'm, I'm with my friends so <clears throat> no I, i'm gonna stay with them i said okay no problem here's my address and phone number i lived on the street just come over <laughs> when you're <laughs> done and i should also say that this night was probably minus 35 outside. like it was it was fucking frigid like the kind of cold that hurts your skin when you step outside yeah like you can't breathe in it so i went home and fell immediately asleep and i woke up to seven or eight missed calls from him, from oh this kind gentleman whose name i do not remember i'm sorry i'm having deja vu didn't this happen again last year <laughs> But didn't the guy come into your apartment to find you sleeping because your door didn't lock? Because that's also happened. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Lock your doors, everyone. This isn't the 80s, okay? I'm in danger out there. Anyway, 2018 is starting off a lot like 2017 and 2016. Are you mad, though? Is it it a bad thing? Um, Yeah, that's bad. Like, I would have really liked to maybe have sex with this... um, this chihuahua of a human, but <laughs> I mean, why do you even why like, or maybe getting their name would have been nice too. I know I'm such a dick. Actually, can we cut this whole story? No, 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 story? no we're not. Anecdote corner lives on. I'm obsessed. Fuck. Thank right, you for that's sharing. Anecdote corner. Um, that's so good. <laughs> single life. Hashtag single life. Yeah. You do not miss it. No, I do not miss it. I haven't yeah. felt it since I was 17. Fuck you very much. Yeah. Um, do you have any corrections corners? I don't have a corrections corner, but I have an update. Okay. It kind of launches into a whole thing, though. Is there anything that you wanted to say before we get into the nitty-gritty of it? Um, I just have a few cute corrections. Yeah, cool. That yeah. I said that I was going to name that amazing queer actress yeah. from Godless. Yeah. And her name is uh, Merritt Weaver, the actress's name. And if you haven't seen the show yet, fucking watch it. In particular, this character fucking rocks my world. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. This is a, a query from my end. Um, I feel like you would know this better because you're in the acting scene, but isn't actress archaic? Isn't the gendered language archaic of professions? Or is it still, like, do some performers find, like, empowerment in that? Um, I think both. Okay. It kind of depends. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I never know, because it's not a waitress and a waiter for sure. It's a server now, right? Yeah, Yeah, you're probably right. Just like flight attendant. But but then again, I don't know if if you're... It doesn't matter. You're you're probably right, and I just said the wrong... Like, I need to find out, actually. Okay, corrections corner for next time. I'd like to corrections corner the word It's a meta correction right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week. Cool, what's next? And my other quick corrections corner was that we couldn't remember jake's uh the name of his conversion therapy group so for everyone listening uh this is from episode two our guest that we had on um i mean i'm correct like uh, the i'm it's stupid because i'm referencing our own podcast to correct this but yeah it was a recovery program for same gender attraction that doesn't sound scary at all no find me totally fucked up so because they named it that when someone called it conversion therapy they they would come out and say no we do not do conversion therapy which what i was talking about last week when vancouver announced so insidious yeah vancouver announced that they would ban or a bylaw would ban ah, conversion therapy they they did say that they can just operate under these different names there's so many ways to call it but it's conversion therapy yeah i was just like i i went back to episode two to listen to find that correction um you know this because i did it in front of you but Mm -hmm. and i just got into such a tizzy i know because i feel like listening to that story again i was just like oh my god i just can't believe it and yet jake is the most composed person of all of us like just 
I know. Sometimes I worry me. that he's going to like fly off the handle and murder everyone. Oops. <laughs> we're cutting that. <laughs> For sure. We're going to cut that. Um, like no one that night. No, you know what I mean? Like no one who's that kind and nice should go through that and still end up on the other side as kind and as nice. Totally. And why is it that us two privileged faggots are just like boiling in rage? It's probably, we've had no like, what's the word? Fuck us. Um, oh my God. Experience. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Adverb. Oppression. Yeah. It'll come to me. Okay. Everyone's screaming it right now. Um, anyway, moving along before I ramble. Adversity? Yes. Adversity. Thank you. That's the word. Jesus Christ, Elliot. Uh, any other corrections? Um, I mean, I've got a whole list for my life, but this isn't the Tom's Life podcast. (laughs) Tune in next week on Tom's Life podcast. (laughs) I'd love to hear those corrections. I feel like I could learn, learn a lot. Okay. Uh, Well, my thing's not a correction, but it's an update. Uh, I said I would keep everyone posted on the Krista Lee, the Krista Lee Steele uh, Nudslison murder from Massachusetts that happened on uh, early January of this year. So this isn't necessarily an update, but it's a deeper research. Uh, with more information the husband actually did admit to killing her and the police released the interview motherfucker yeah and the husband admits and his quote is that he snapped um so i I, we should all keep an eye on this um like as citizens because i i swear to god if he goes off like if he goes free i don't even know what i'm gonna do um but yeah i just wanted to give a little bit of an update on that so yeah all right there's a few other quick things that i thought of too pamela is with us Mm -hmm. as usual and Mm -hmm. she's changed her wig the church of pamela so um she's the father son and the holy pamela sorry the mother daughter and holy pamela she's giving some vibes right now she looks really regal in her um matted black (laughs) wig (laughs) looks like she crawled through a tunnel for a couple of days but she's really proud of that crawl yeah no there's there's definitely a regal air to her right now um Pamela just just gives us the energy that we need, I think, to keep I going. Know. Stay tuned for pics of Pamela. <laughs> she maybe looks like she's a skater boy right now. Um, yeah. So Avril also is here she with us. She was a girl. She was a cat. Continue, please. No, nope, we're cutting that. Um, <clears throat> um, 45 came out and said yesterday uh. that uh, who wants people from these shithole countries naming Haiti and Africa. So that's he literally 45 corner hole. and I like no one's surprised. No one should be surprised, but everyone should still be angry. Yep. Um, 45 corner again. Uh, Sarah Fuckabee Sanders said on January 9th. <laughs> nice one. Good pun. Did Thank you plan you. that? Pardon? Did you plan yeah, that? I planned it. Yes. It's written okay, in my good, book. No, no, good. <laughs> um, I'm canned. Uh, yeah. So January 9th, uh, there was a press conference and Sarah... Um, responding to questions because I don't know if people listen, but uh, Tom talked about how 45 fired uh, the entire staff for the uh, HIV AIDS council in the United States <sighs> and responding to questions as to whether it'll be restaffed. Sarah was just incredibly vague. And all she said was we're looking at different options and we'll keep you posted. If we hear, um, if we have an announcement on that front, Holy shit. There are no other options. So there's not you like, have to restaff it. That's the only option. So the uh, it's going to They're not going to. I know. From that statement. Yeah. So Holy everyone shit. from the states who can do anything about this stay mad and stay aware, I'd say. Mm. Again, sorry. Find out where Sarah Fuckabee Sanders lives in Egger House. Oh, uh maybe we shouldn't do that on this <laughs> podcast, but I'm happy you only said egg. I thought that was going to go way farther. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, um, deviled eggs. Deviled, deviled eggs, egg her, yeah. Deviled egg her. Definitely. With some arsenic in it. Um, 
do you i have a couple more things i want to talk about yeah 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 please um okay so just in relation to the the krista murder i was just talking about uh I didn't know this, but I found uh, through the Human Rights Campaign some research, and it said that 2017 was the deadliest year on record for transgender people who were murdered. Um, and that's not trans death, that's trans murder, um, which is absolutely disgusting. Uh, so the number is at least 28. Uh, it's probably more just based on, I guess, oh my God. misgendering or, or people not knowing. Um, the trans majority, murder, not trans death. Holy yeah, shit. Uh, the majority are stabbings and shootings, and the majority of these people are um, black trans individuals, and there's an indigenous uh, trans woman as well. Um, so worldwide, as of 2009, at least one trans person is murdered every three days. Three days? Yeah, every three days. Ooh, that is a heavy stat. Sorry, I should say to the HRC stat for 28. That's just the United States. Um, for the 20 <gasps> individuals, yeah. Oh, so, that's an even heavier stat. Holy so just shit. starting the year off with this horrible news about Krista, I just want everyone to stay aware, um, to find out what you can do in your community, to find out how to support your trans siblings and trans members of your community, and uh, stay mad and stay educated and be aware, is oh what I'd God. say. Um, I just I, I just want to read the names of the people from last year. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I know it's upsetting. No, no, use it to meditate. Okay. Uh, Misha Caldwell, Sean Hack, Jamie Lee Wounded Arrow, Jojo Stryker, Tiara Richmond, a.k.a. Kiki Collier, China Gibson, uh, Sierra McElveen, uh, Jaquarius Holland, Alfonso Watson, Che Reed, Kenneth Bostick, Sherelle Faulkner, Kenny McFadden, Kendra Mary Adams, Ava LeRae Barron, Ebony Morgan, T.T. Dangerfield, J-Lo McGlory, Guinevere Riversong, Kiwi Herring, Kashmir Nazir Reed, Derricka Banner, Scout Schultz, Ali Steinfield, Stephanie Montez, Candace Towns, Brooklyn, Brianna Stevenson, and Brandy Seals. So, oh my. Yeah. Um, an issue too, there's, there's a caveat to this list and they're saying that, uh, so uh, conflicting media reports initially led to uncertainty about Bostick's gender identity, but interviews based on those who knew him have since confirmed that he did identify as a transgender man. And uh, McGlory's identity as transgender woman was not publicly confirmed until seven months after her tragic death. Um, but yeah, so I would just advise everyone to go to the Human Rights um, Human Rights Campaign's website and to do more research into this. But it's, uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm sorry to. No, we don't just be have sorry. like it, Of course, it's we have to. Yeah, our responsibility. You know, um, we're all in this together, and we need to be aware and awake and help as as much as we can. And that starts with knowledge, I think. Right? Hoofaloo. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, if you hear like scratching, yikes. if you hear scratching in the back, it's my cat. My demon cat is locked up right now. <laughs> yeah. And forge. In yeah. solidarity. In solidarity. No, nope, I didn't lock her up. And so now we feel like we should cut that. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I'm laughing, but uh, I don't want to laugh. Uh, hashtag <clears throat> like yikes. Hashtag like yikes. Yeah. Apparently, like Matt Sweet, one of our listeners, said that we say like yikes a lot, or at least I do. Ooh. And so we should start hashtagging. Okay, let's like do yikes. it. Or like like yikes corner. Like yikes. Which is this entire podcast. <laughs> which is apparently. the whole podcast, yeah. Uh, it's weird. I actually don't know what I say or don't say a lot until I start editing. And like needs to leave my vocabulary Me too. tomorrow. I'm so today. mad about it. Except now we just hashtagged it. But Yeah. It's funny if it's a hashtag. 
Just hashtag all your likes. Um, do you have anything else? I have just, I don't know why I have so much preemptory right now, but I have one more little thing. Go ahead. That I want to talk about. This is just in reference to um, what we talked about last week with Buck Angel. I feel like for some reason, I didn't want our reaction to come off as like fetishizing because um, Buck Angel is a, a trans male like porn star um, or sex worker, I should say. Yeah. And we both were just like, oh my God, so hot. I think I want to fuck Buck Angel and stuff. And that like, came from a place of sincerity. I know not of fetishizing, you know? Um, yes. But I felt weird about that. Anyway, so I was just... Uh, I understand why you feel weird about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just it makes didn't, sense I me. just didn't want to be so adamant, like, just because it's a trans man. Like, they're just still an attractive human being. Yeah. You know? Um, give it all to say, so I was reading this article today from the HIV Plus mag. It's called The Only True Top I've Ever Been With Was Trans by uh, Savis uh, Abadsidis. Cool. So it's... Honestly, a good read. I feel like everyone should read it. Cool. But there's cool, one. Cool. Quote. Wait, where can I find it again? Uh, it's on HIV Plus Mag. Uh, it's okay. part of. I think it's like a subsidiary of Advocate. I'm not too sure. And Advocate News is also where I got the story about Sarah Fuckabee Sanders. So everyone should check that out. Um, cool. But yeah, so there's just one specific quote that I want to talk about in this, and it's from the author's friend named Cole, who is a trans gay man. And there's the. I won't really unpack this quote too much. Just want to share it. And I also just want to say that I don't want to like take over their voice. This is just me sharing something that I read. But Cole said, as a gay trans dude, I know there are gay men out there who wouldn't like my body as it stands. A part of me struggles with that because it isn't my fault. I understand preferences, but it feels so strange to be reduced for to a single body part. The idea that my body is incomplete because I don't have a penis is baffling. I guess I kind of forget that I'm not just a regular dude until someone reminds me of how different I am. I forget that some gay men find trans bodies disgusting. It's really sad, actually, because I only see beauty. Trans bodies are works of art. They're struggle through constant change and self-discovery. So it's really packed. But That's beautiful. It encapsulates so much of the work I think uh, you and I specifically need to do as... Yeah, advocates. Yeah, cis gay allies. Yeah to the trans community and I just think that transphobia is so um, present in the cis gay community especially the cis gay white community and this there's something that we can do yeah I have a question for you slash the universe yeah and that's um is it transphobic of me to um to be attracted to that body like it, it, am I fetishizing them in a way I think that's something that only you can answer for yourself. Yeah. I think that in me knowing you, I don't think that y you're doing that. I like, I don't know. I don't want to go into why I think that, but I just like from, from reasons, like I know that you're not okay chasing these people in a fetish. I always sense. like, yeah, I always like second guess myself when I'm like, but that's good. Yeah. I think you should be questioning yourself in that sense. Don't like lose your mind over it or anything. And I mean, I don't know. You don't, go after a certain kind of person. You know right. what I mean? Like your preference isn't right. in that sense, I guess. But I just I think it's interesting because this whole, like even like how, how binary sexual identity categories are, I think that in a more open society, we wouldn't have to have these issues. I don't right. think, because like what is a man's body? What is a woman's body? What is being gay even? Yeah. And just let fucking people experience that, you know, without yeah. having to pre like preempt preemptively cut off an entire group of people just because they don't have a penis you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah um anyway that all came from buck angel wow, <laughs> okay. really fucking hot so yeah yeah sorry that i rambled a lot no no that's that's fine uh, this is exactly what we should be talking sorry about. not fucking sorry yeah yeah okay do you Hashtag have anything like yikes um <laughs> i do um i do have something uh positive 
Okay, good. So there was um, a petition submitted a few years ago by the uh, president of Costa Rica, Luis Guillermo Solis, uh, to the court. And the court has ruled now that 16 countries must make same-sex marriage legal. Yay! Which is... Which is really fucking cool. It makes me so happy. Um, so uh, these 20 countries has uh, signed the American Convention. Uh, uh, the, sorry, the American Convention on Human Rights. Uh, and four of those countries al- have already legalized same-sex marriage. So six, the 16 others mm-hmm. are now going to do it. That's exciting. Which is so cool. Mm-hmm. So It's definitely a huge step. Way to go fucking Costa Rica. for Way to fucking go. Um, so I'm just going to name those all these new countries Do it. that are fucking great. The podcast of lists. Barbados, Bolivia, Chile, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, Suriname, Ecuador, El Salvador, Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Paraguay, and Peru. Amazing. Join Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, and Uruguay that already have legalized it. So good. Not to be the downer that I always am, but to be that downer. Yep. I just want everyone to remember that like same-sex marriage is not the be-all, end-all of yes, yes. the queer agenda. Thank and, like, you. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's a step, though. It's not everything. No, no, no. Thank you. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm glad you, you said that because yeah. it's so fucking true. And there's 280 million people in all those countries. That is amazing. That so affects yeah, it's, so If many nothing lives. else, our, our siblings there, mm-hmm. our, our young siblings there are thinking that, you know, it's okay. It's such an example. Yeah. You're right. It's such an example to make and the impact it has on young people, especially. So uh, just to clarify, uh, the governments of all these countries were ordered to guarantee access to all existing forms of domestic legal systems, including the right to marriage in order to ensure the protection of all the rights of families formed by same-sex couples without discrimination. Amazing. Um, in a statement, the government wrote, uh, of Costa Rica, the government wrote, Love is a human condition that should be respected without discrimination of any kind. The state confirms its commitment to comply. So that's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ruling also informed the countries that they should allow trans people uh, to change their name on their any of their identity documents. Fuck yeah. So that's a huge step forward too. Yeah. Um, there was a senator in Uruguay that... Uh, there's a trans senator in Uruguay... And she has um, making a, she's writing a bill to ensure that one percent of all government jobs go to trans people. Amazing in Uruguay, which is again not like a step forward. Yes, better than that not happening. Uh, the vice president Anna Helena Chacon. Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Of of uh, Costa Rica. Uh, she wrote. Even in the darkest corners of our continent, the future generations of LGBTI people will have equality, equal opportunities to develop their own projects of life and happiness to grow without fear. Fuck yeah. So that's pretty... That's good. That is good. Yay. Yeah, yay. Not everything's terrible and awful. Just joking, it is. Prior to what I make everyone seem. (laughs) Make everything seem. Um, That's all. Sorry, I took... Don't be sorry. We're not apologizing anymore. Okay. You're right. That's, that's, we're done with right. the apology. And we're saying no. Yeah. And we're going to say no a lot more. Um, on that note, we have a guest here, yes, which I'm very too. excited about. With fucking fabulous lipstick. Yeah. It's I true. wish you could all see. I know. Maybe we should take a photo after. I think we might. <clears throat> um, hi. Hey. Hello. Hi. 
thank you so much for coming. Of course. It was a long time in the making, so I couldn't like just not be here, you know? It Perfect. truly was. Um, our, per- our guest this week is <clears throat> Doug. Woo! Hi, Doug. Hey, how's Doug it going? is one of the first people that I wanted to have on this podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, Fabulous. Yeah. Tell us why. Uh, I don't know. I just saw Doug. We were at. <laughs> I do know why. We were at grad coordination. Yeah, we were at this like orientation event for like new TAs, and I saw you, Elliot, and I was like, "There's a queer person. That's where I belong." So I just pretty much just spent the whole day with you because yeah, we it just, was either that or random straight people. We gravitated to each other. Yeah, yeah straight people. Leave. I know, right? We were <laughs> shuddering in a corner. Yeah, we were in like a little auditorium. So I was just like, I brushing guess each I'll other's go hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there. That's but. sweet. That's a nice origin story. Yeah, it was wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone a bit about yourself. Cool. So I am originally from Venezuela. I've been living in Toronto for seven and a half years. I identify as a non-binary person and I do my master's in queer geography at U of T, which is why I also met you, Elliot, when we were doing our orientation mm-hmm. can you describe and queer geography a little bit yeah so cool. Fucking cool so queer geography is just a variant of urban geography which is or human geography i should say which is understanding the world and the space around us with a focus on the humans who like inhabited it i guess and the resulting networks and communities and bonds and flows that just bind all these people and spaces together so my study of it while urban it's also queer because i mostly just focus on queer people in the city as a queer person in the city who also moved to toronto Mm -hmm. specifically to just be able to live freely as a queer person so i want to kind of like pay homage to that and just talk a lot about that in my research uh which focuses specifically on like the different networks of community formed uh amongst non-binary individuals, not just specifically in Toronto, although Toronto will definitely be uh, one of my foci, but just the different networks that non-binary people employ in the cities uh, to keep each other together and in community, um, you know, and to just combat all the exclusion and transphobia that goes on in society. So everything about my life and what I do and what I read and my work is just tends to be pretty queer. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I can't wait to hear more about your research. I know. Oh, it's fucking cool. Me too, girl. It's so exciting. <laughs> it's <been laughs> progress, yeah. It goes both ways. Cool. Um, do you want to tell us maybe what you think of the word queer? Yeah, for sure. I was actually thinking about that before I came because I am taking this queer theory seminar, which is my first formal introduction into queer theory because so far most of it has been just self-taught self-taught and like about what it means for me as a queer person to just experience the world. But uh, for me, being queer would be more about different possibilities of life, you know, and like a better reality and just a better world, um, which of course, it's something that emanates from us just feeling as objects and like excluded from everything mainstream because of our sexualities and our genders. But in that exclusion, I don't necessarily want to bask in a negativity of just, you know, feeling shunned by society, but use that as something positive to imagine a better future for us as queer people, but just for the world itself. So my queerness is about how to be a better human, you know, like in relations to even the planet and like global warming and like neoliberalism and like decolonization. It's about so many things just beyond my 
sexuality and my gender, even though they're still informed by it. I'm so excited that you're here. Holy <laughs> shit. I need to just Thank interrupt you. for one second. If anyone hears that banshee scratching, it's because uh, Doug's really allergic to Artemis, and so she can't, unfortunately, yeah. be here with us today. I mean, I'm not sorry about Pamela's that. Pamela's yeah, still here, though. Yeah, I'm Pamela's good with here. an anime cat. <laughs> not Giant plaster ones. demon cat. Yeah, especially if totally... they're wearing wigs. Yeah, you exactly. Know? What is not to like? <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck yeah, that's. I mean, we might just hand this podcast over to you because that was fucking amazing. Thank you. I love it. Um, let's, so let's touch on really quickly cool. your background. Yeah. So you grew up in Venezuela. And what was it like in Venezuela being <laughs> queer? Um, well, I mean, like, I guess my definition of being queer at the time was very limited because it was when I left, it was 2010 and I was 18. So my only reality of being queer was just being gay, I guess. And like watching Glee and being happy that there were gay people in the cast, you know, and just like very like, uh, basic and simplistic definitions of what it was being queer. But because I was very outwardly homosexual and faggoty <laughs> ever since I came out when I was 14. Um, it was something that always just said. Came me out when you were 14, eh? Yeah. Wow. And like, I was the only out person in a school of like 2,500 and it was just like fucking a lot. Whoa. Was, but, it that, oppress- was that oppressive at all? I'm oh, yeah. Sure. It was a fucking mess. Like, every <laughs> single part of it, it was a fucking disaster. But like, you know, like, you look back and you're like, fuck yeah. And like, even back then, and like a little part of me was still like, fuck yeah. Because I knew that like deep down, I was just being so disruptive and so anti-normative. Even though I didn't knew what these words meant, I knew that I was just finding some sort of strength in all this shit. But I also knew that it was just completely unsustainable for the future. And, like, I wanted to live somewhere where I could just, like, be free to be queer. And I always had a weird nexus with Toronto, even though I had never properly spent more than, like, two days here. I had been to, like, Hamilton and Kitchener randomly before. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> just random places that you don't necessarily want to be in if you're queer. Rude. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, they're cute. Whatever. But I, I just came to Toronto... Well, I mean, I, I got the idea of coming to Toronto because I knew that although there's a lot of criticize about like Canadian gay liberalism and pink question and whatnot, I knew that this reality was infinitely better to whatever my life could be in Venezuela. Mm. And I go there every year and I have a chance to compare what it's like to live in Toronto, which is one of the most prosperous cities in the world, even though I obviously debate that as an urban geographer versus life in Caracas, which consistently gets, you know, named one of the most violent and miserable cities in the world. So the contrast between the top and the bottom um, is the just contrast. The- Tom loves quite well. <laughs> yeah. Not recently. <laughs> it just, it's just very, very marked. But yeah, I, I knew that life as a queer person in Venezuela, like was not going to happen. Like you can perhaps be easily gay there. Like not really, but like being queer and, just being against the norm and like the system is just something that doesn't really happen there so So. how do you see the departure from gay and queer or maybe like the movement from like in your own life well for me like being queer is inherently political you know for me being queer as i said is thinking about decolonizing thinking about like dismantling white supremacy is thinking about the end of capitalism whereas being gay it's something that you know anyone who is gay just is gay they just like people of their same gender and like it's cool but there's nothing inherently radical or revolutionary about being gay whereas being queer is an active political stance not to force this on anyone who identifies as queer because you know some people just are not in the mood to this up 24 7 which is great mm-hmm. but is knowing as i said that a better reality is possible that whatever surrounds us and what makes us 
secondary and abject in the face of society is not fair, you know, and like a different degrees of marginalization and like disenfranchisement for sure. But for all of us, we have an understanding of what it means like to not be important and what not to be valued and like what it is like to be dehumanized, you know, mm -hmm. so it's it's just a desire to change the world and to fuck shit up, really. Fuck yes. I'm getting that entire thing tattooed on my back because that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> Tom and I keep stealing glances because the level of eloquence coming from you, I just I feel know. like a gremlin right now. I'm like, thoughts. I have like three like pages of notes in front of me. I'm like, and then the country legalized. <laughs> I liked your intro. It was cute. <laughs> Holy shit. Can I ask a question as yeah. a, a stupid faggot? Yeah. Um, That's all your you, questions. <laughs> true. No, this one in particular because... Um, you t you said the word pink washing yeah. of Toronto earlier, and I think I know what that means, but I'm not I'm not positive I do. Cool. So I mean, all cool because it sucks. But pink washing <laughs> is pretty much just using gay. Well, I, yeah, gay men, but just gayness and homosexuality uh, and everything that is like catchy and like fun and exotic and like great about being gay as an excuse as a marketing excuse to mask other things that nation states tend to do that are really shitty so the term if i'm not mistaken originates uh by the critique of israel's uh politic politics to be really gay friendly while at the same time committing atrocities against uh the palestinian population of these lands so israel like worldwide is known especially tel aviv is not known but marketed specifically by a very uh harsh effort by the government of israel to be seen as something that's gay friendly and that is positive and welcoming of gay people while in at the same time masking, you know, as I said, all these other negativities of what life is in Israel as an occupied territory. So Canada, although not perhaps in the same degree or layer of complexity as like Israel and Palestine are, uh, is still guilty of the same things, you know, because Canada tends to use a lot of its gay friendliness and its acceptance of diversity and multiculturalism and whatever that might mean in reality to mask the fact that Canada is a settler colonial estate, you know, one of the top 10 world economies that still cannot provide housing for all of its inhabitants, which has been a crisis here over the past winter. Uh, but what matters in the world stage is just that Canada is gay friendly, you know, and that gays thrive in Canada, which like I'm thankful of as someone who moved here to be queer in peace but at the same time i cannot just ignore that these things are not happening around me you know mm -hmm. so that's kind of what i mean by pink washing fucking fabulous yeah, thank you totally. thank you <laughs> and it also ties into the idea of homo nationalism too because then oh, canada yeah. on a global stage says hey look we're so queer friendly or gay friendly etc that they actually use that to to gain leverage against countries that they see as being homophobic in more ways than just being accepting you know it was like huge um in the war in iraq like yeah um, the u.s was using that against the iraq state and yeah it's all it's yeah. all really fucked up like the west uses that as an excuse to paint itself as being queer friendly and inclusive while at the same time demonizing an other usually in the middle east or mm -hmm. like africa that tends to be less civilized so you know it all ties into imperialism at the end of the day uh because life as a queer person in the west although like as a venezuelan is better than it was home like it's still not perfect, you know? I still struggle under capitalism and I'm still like a victim of homo and transphobia in different spaces. So, you know, mm -hmm. but I still love living here. So please don't deport me. But that's the thing is like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a problem, right? Like, yeah, no. okay. the, thing, I'm the okay. thing that I love about what you just said is that we're so 
quick, I think, in, in queer movements, and I just guess in all movements of the other, um, to to view any sort of step forward as sheer positivity and to acknowledge negativity would be to be against it. But in reality, like everything, it's not binary. And yes, you can definitely acknowledge why it's negative, why it's positive, and that doesn't make it null or void. And that still means that we're making progress, even though I fucking hate the word progress. <laughs> but um, it's we're trying to make it better for the best amount of people, right? Or for the greatest amount of people. Yeah. So I feel like that's what we're striving to do. That's something that I was actually discussing with my peers in class earlier today, that while it is valid to, you know, critique this mainstream idea of, like, gay positivity of gays can get married and gays can be in the military, yeah, there is a very valid critique into that neoliberal model of gayness that I do engage passionately with. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also, we were able to desire some sort of progress, you know? Like, yeah, we got some equal rights. We're not, like, allowed to be killed under the law anymore. We should celebrate that, you know? Like, I can marry my partner. Well, like, I think that marriage, whatever, and all this and that and the nation state, I do still think that like we should have the right to do that even though these rights belong into like oppressive nation states but like if some people are gonna have them like i want them too. like Fuck yeah you know i'm tired of like being a second class citizen so yeah like the line between positivity and negativity like a lot of queer discourse tends to focus on very negative things to mm-hmm. counter all that aggressive hyper positivity but i think as adults we can find new ones in these things you know Fuck yeah and yeah. positivity can't breed complacency i know we said that before but yeah. complacency is the death of queer politic you know and just stay stay mad um stay beautiful stay intelligent and also be kind like those things don't have to disagree with each other you yeah know? i like the word you, you said it a bunch so far but i i'm i like it so much i'm gonna steal it but just disruption oh like, I, keep i'm all about that I love like it. wearing green lipstick you can't really like not disrupt things totally you know? totally is it fenty it is it's fenty beautiful. thank you for asking i was hoping it was gonna come out it is yeah, oh my god asking. i just want to share with listeners when dog first walked in i was like <laughs> I love your lipstick. And Doug said, thank you. I stole it in New York because I was mad at capitalism. <laughs> just Thankfully, so someone okay. else said that and not me. But apparently that is what Doug said. <laughs> Whoever this figure is. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, Doug stealing things in New York City. Jesus. Sorry, should I not have <laughs> No, up? please, out that bitch stealing things. <laughs> yeah, who is that bitch? I don't know her. Oh, fuck her. But yeah, I'm wearing green lipstick, green nails, and a green coat. And I don't really like green but here I am. How disruptive of you. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. So Disrupting your own life. <laughs> Disrupting myself, girl. That's how queer I am. <laughs> um, so, here we are. Again. Again. We just all got up to get drenched. That's why it feels like a lot of time has passed for us. No one else knows. Usually we're good at covering up those transitions, or maybe we're not and we just think we are. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, academic podcast, here Ooh. we go. Mm-hmm. Theory, theory, theory. I love it. <laughs> I sense and a na- butt coming. No. no. And now. <laughs> I want the fucking dish. <laughs> so, like, is there a moment in your life that you realized you were queer or did you always know you were queer i think i always knew like in a way not necessarily that i was gay and like i like boys whatever that might mean Mm -hmm. queer but actually i'll come back to that in a second but um i remember ever since i was very little uh that i was just really annoyed at the fact that my cousin could drink the barbie milkshake and i couldn't even though it was pink and beautiful and like i remember always feeling like almost like an abject because I wanted all these things that I couldn't have and like obviously it sounds really essentialist to be like I wanted pink things ergo I was queer but you know it was more about the rejection of things that I wanted and the rejection of my autonomy and my independence and my agency as a person which is where my whole critique as a 
queer as, a, as my idea of a better future being possible was the fact that I was being denied so many liberties as a two-year-old. And like, obviously I didn't have all the new ones back then that I am explaining right now, but I knew that deep down these things were wrong. And like, there was no rational way as to why I couldn't have a fucking pink milkshake because right. there's people that are dying. Right. So I always just knew that there were all these things that I wanted to do and that I wanted out of myself that for some reason couldn't be done, which I got to understand later as, you know, like patriarchy and heteropatriarchy denying me all these things. But I always just knew that this thing was deep down, like a part of myself. But also I remember vividly being like three or four when I was in like preschool, like having crushes on boys because all these like markers of weird I remember being four, but I remember identifying mar markers of masculinity in these boys that I was just so attracted to. Like, I remember that some of them were, like, noticeably taller or that didn't have baby teeth anymore. And I was just like, oh, he's grown. He's like, <laughs> I, no, I don't even know. And I was just like a four-year-old in I'm preschool, obsessed. like, noticing all these, like, kids. And, like, by then, I was just like, you little faggot. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's interesting to, like, know, like, how all these constructs of attraction and like masculinity and hegemonic like attraction get reproduced and like molded from person to person but always just fitting a particular idea but yeah i i've always been queer i don't know any other reality than being queer you know like it's yeah, just my that's life fabulous i love it Thank adult you. teeth are so hot though <laughs> i agree i disagree bye Oh shit! Not funny, not funny. Um, and then, um, what was your first like experience with being queer? Like, oh, why am I, why is my voice like yeah, right? Um, Tell well, me when you first fucked. <laughs> well, first hookup or first like even kiss because they were different experiences. Tell me, though. I want to know. Well, both. my first kiss, I was in grade nine, and I think I was either fourteen or fifteen at the moment, and I was just like into this whole like emo kids scene, and me I just too, thought queen. that I was just like such hot shit because like I hated everything and like whatnot. But in this circle, like everyone, I guess, was just where people were more like fluid or flexible in a way, and like being gay or at least bi as a as a boy quote-unquote was glamorized in a way so like through another like weird goth her goth girl who like fetishized faggots like she introduced me to this like dude that she like carried around and i guess because he wanted to impress her so bad he decided at the moment that he was also gay even though like later he very strongly came out against not being gay and like okay true but at the time she convinced him of like making out with me and like there was this was still in venezuela and they we went to the stairs and we just like kissed very awkwardly the like stairs. in the middle <laughs> of recess in the stairs and i was like okay like true but then he freaked out <laughs> But somehow, like, the entire school noticed, like, that was the marking point with me coming out slash being outed was that not that we were out in the know, but people just, like, found out about all that and, like, they heard. And that was a moment that my life was changed, I guess, and I was forcibly and, like, decidedly because I also wanted to, but, like, 
most of it was against my will my will that I had to start leave, living the queer life so young and so unprepared when I was in grade nine because I didn't want to but people found out that there were boys kissing in the stairs um, even wow. though I don't really identify as a boy anymore nor did I did back then but yeah everyone got to know but I even though it was like fucking oppressive and repressive and horrible I never really let it be like a negative thing i always just took pride in that and i i got a chance to be like as faggy as possible so so beautiful yeah it was really nice i actually like look back and i was like okay like go you yeah but, go you yeah seriously go you uh but my first hookup was this just like random dude who was probably too old for me when i was 16 he was like in his 20s um, and I just gave him head in his car at 4 a.m. And I felt so realized as a person, you know. As I remember a, that feeling. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, I just had a dick in my mouth. It <laughs> tasted really weird. Uh, it was really <laughs> strange. It felt like squid in my mouth. And it was just really odd. But I, I just, I was just like, this is it, you know. Like, I fought for so long. And, like, I finally went to a party and then hooked up in a car. And I'm going back to the party all, like, messy and feeling myself. <laughs> And like it I was just, it, it was just fabulous. Like right for Caracas, it was just like so disruptive. You know, you really wouldn't hear those things from my friends at the time. So I just felt like I was living my first world queer fantasy of like hooking up in cars and like whatnot. But yeah, Go okay. you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun for being sixteen. Yeah. Can we? Can I ask? Um, how you came to realize you were non-binary or that you weren't didn't I want to identify as a man yeah well I mean like as I said like ever since I was little I knew that it was something about me that was not male I obviously didn't knew what being trans or being non-binary was and like that's still like a work in progress uh continuously but as I said there were things inside me that just wanted to align with femininity and not specifically with masculinity especially as my dad being a Latino dad um, he was just really adamant about the gender binary and masculinity and being a macho man and like all these things. So that was always a huge part of dissonance between me and him because I, from my earliest memories, even though I was like one or two or whatnot, I just knew that, nope, that's just not me. So being gender variant in a way was just always a part of my life. I remember when I was five or so, my preschool teacher told my mom that I was not allowed to play with girls anymore and therefore I had to spend recess by myself and I was just like well, why can't I just be with the other girls you know I didn't necessarily see myself as one of the girls because I don't necessarily identify or mostly identify as a woman but I just knew that I decisively wasn't a, a man mm -hmm. and I was this was 1996 1997 you know this was ages ago yeah so like I never really had the words for it and like then I was just too busy like dealing with being gay and whatnot um, until I finally moved here and now we're talking about like 2011, 2012, when I first like heard the words like gender queer or like gender fluid, mostly to, through being on Tumblr, uh, as Tumblr. silly as that sounds. But yeah, like it, it was a place, mostly like social media, where I was just like learning about all these things that represented ideas that I had about myself for so long. And I don't think it was until like 2013, 2014 that I started coming out as being gender queer and gender fluid, even though I don't necessarily identify as those trans anymore. Like my gender is queer, my gender is fluid, but I mostly mm -hmm. just identify as non-binary and trans feminine here and there, but mostly as non-binary because I also, not only is it my identity and I feel like I'm not a gender between male or female, but I also think there's a lot of power in outwardly saying that and defying the gender binary when I introduce my gender, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank what you. kind of disrupt bitch. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, you better disrupt. Um, what kind of advice would you give to um, 
maybe a young kid who didn't feel like they fit in the binary? Like, are there steps or, like, a helpline? You know what I mean? I know it sounds silly, but, like, and there's a lot of class issues attached to this, but get yourself on the internet and, like, find some friends on the internet because a lot of the most meaningful relationships I had, both both with people who are now part of my social circle in real life, but also through Facebook or whatnot, I've been through the internet, you know, and it's people that I've traveled to meet or that I stay in close contact with by social media again, but it was truly a lifesaver to just find other people in the world who felt like me, you know? Uh, There's Facebook groups, there's, like, Tumblr blogs, there's, like, Instagrams of people that you can follow or whatnot, just community, just people, you know? Follow other people whose gender is aligned with yours. Follow other sorts of, like, people doing, like, gender fuck as you're interested in, and then spark up conversation, because so much of being queer is just finding people who are like you and just not feeling alone. But I also credit a lot of that finding to the power of social media and the fact that it was free and accessible in the palm of my hands, you know. Even though at some points I was with my dad physically in my phone, I was accessing all of these queer spaces. And it had so much meaning to me, even though no one else had to know about it. And I was living this life just through my phone or my mm-hmm. computer. And like for me, that was enough at times. So, yeah, definitely get yourself on the Internet because there's a lot of queers there. And like even though you might live in a tiny, small town in like Manitoba or like what's the American equivalent? Like Idaho? I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, then like th- there might not even be like more than 100 people in your town. But on the Internet, there is like thousands of people like waiting to love you and worship you and like so die over who you are so like until real life gets to be like that like mm-hmm. at least you have some solace in the internet yeah and i think it gives you the strength to bring that into the real well i yeah. don't like the distinction between like, real and not you know what I yeah mean? because both so are real, real. Yeah. yeah but i know what you're saying like you can yeah it gives you strength so yeah much. because then like all these feelings and ideas and like thoughts that you've had get validated you know by people who are like so anonymous and so strange to you that you know that they're not doing it because like they love you or they care of you but it's honest you know they actually see you as how you present or how you want to be and like then you can use that strength to really power you through the world and like make it a part of your personality and own it so yeah that's what i'd want to say to technophobes too like do you actually realize what the internet and what social media can do for people literally like it saves lives actually yeah and like being an immigrant without the internet like i wouldn't talk to my actual families and we both people are like oh let's go back to like 19 like 92 where there's no phones and people just talk over dinner like no like some of us need that to survive you mm-hmm. know so I, yeah yeah just ranting yeah good <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have those those avenues so yeah I, like I, you're you're right i needed them and i didn't really know i needed them and i feel yeah. like at such a young age when i was coming to terms with my own queerness i you know i really could have used someone to talk to yeah. about it and I didn't have it so exactly. you're like I love I love that sentiment when were you born? 1992 I'm okay. 20 almost 6 okay 94 for me oh cutie yeah, yeah. what about you? Uh, 86 party so I'm a fucking party old man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Life right. pre-internet. Oh my god! Coming out pre-internet. You have a rotary a phone. <laughs> you call the operator. Yeah, you have like <laughs> chat rooms or like whatnot. No, no. Oh, oh yeah, I guess so. But did you still get milk delivered by a by a van? <laughs> Define milk delivered. <laughs> no. Why would it be coming in a van? I don't know. I don't like that. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Oh boy. Don't slut humor shame me. <laughs> I, you're right. I did do that, and I'm sorry. Oh, Thomas. Oh my 
about lipstick over your mic. I'm uh, good, keep it. Oh no, no, we want it there. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> we got it there. Nice. That shit I like. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I'm losing. I'm like laughing, crying at the same time. This is the right <laughs> moment that, that usually happens yeah. to me. Um. So, how's life now in like the dating world? Sorry, I keep reducing this to like, like sex and dating, and I Ooh, now yeah. I'm really embarrassed about. No, that. No, no, don't be embarrassed. Cool. Oh my god, no. Um, I like the huskiness of your voice too. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm into that. It's a nice contrast to like all of this like faggotry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, life is cute. I just go back, um, as I was telling you guys, uh, from New York, where I spent a few days after coming back from Venezuela. So it was interesting, you know, kind of putting Brooklyn, Caracas, and Toronto on like a mental board and analyzing what my life as a queer person is in these three different spaces. Uh, mostly really excited to be back in Toronto. There's something so magical about life in Toronto that I just adore. Uh, I was in New York feeling so homesick about being in Toronto. Like no other major North American city, in my opinion, compares to being as awesome and beautiful as Toronto is, even though it's ugly and like people are nasty. But like, <laughs> you know, like, That's yeah, yeah. like deep down, there's just, I, I don't know if it's my own self-discovery as a queer person that I found in this town or if it's just something that people actually feel i agree totally agree yeah like i am all for coming for toronto at all times when i'm oh here. yeah, yeah. and then as soon as i leave i'm like oh well it's the best i know the world. Yeah, someone same. take yeah. me back yeah. Yeah. it sucks like i was in new york I'm like a petulant like, child of the yeah, city. seriously I, I was in the heart of like brooklyn in new york and like it's a place that i've seen like all my queer and trans friends living in like i was in bushwick and in bedsty which is like the hog like queer area in brooklyn or whatnot and like all throughout i just kept thinking just like how much more hospitable and like nice and warm Toronto is even though it's always like fucking cold in here but like <laughs> it's just it, yeah, it just feels so one. nice being in here like when you're walking in New York you just like feel like the weight of like American hegemony on you it's just yeah, something yeah, odd yeah, yeah, especially yeah. like having just landed from Venezuela I just like it was just a huge change and like I just really couldn't wait to be back um, even though like boys in New York just seem to be like more exciting than like here so I far. definitely agree with that. Um, I think it's because I live in the village, though. I'm, like, right in the village, so I only get, like, the weird people and the fuckboys on Grinder. Right. But, like, everyone that I just, like, met back then was just, like, so crazy about me and, like, so queer and so pretty. And then I come back here and it's, like, yoga pics. And, do, like, you, do you find <laughs> that, um, uh, like, because I, I agree with you. I have the same experience. Obviously, um, I've traveled a lot. And... Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if it's, I'm not saying this is true about you. I'm saying it's true about me. If, if I'm in a different headspace yeah. when I'm not at home in Toronto and if I'm, you know, more um, susceptible to exciting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're at home, I'm like, eh, whatever. No, yeah. <laughs> I feel that especially when I'm traveling with my family because I feel restrained in what I can do, in what I can or cannot do, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, if I'm traveling with my mom, I know I cannot, like, host boys in my hotel or whatnot. So I get, like, that the fact that I cannot act on my sexuality like drives me crazy and pushes me to be more sexual I guess so like I guess in a way that also like happened when I was in Brooklyn even though I was just by myself the fact that I was just in a different city I was just like fuck it let's live my life and like let's enjoy or whatnot but like because when I was in Montreal two months ago I like went to the bar alone like the gay bar alone and I was like I am ready for this and like this like (laughs) big hulking man 
like picked me, well, like was like come over and meet my friends and so I did none of them spoke English and it was so stupid oh. but I loved it yeah <laughs> and then like we went to the bathhouse and had sex and then and then I kissed goodbye and went home and I, I would never do that here <laughs> you know what I mean I think you just unleash a little when you're in a different yeah, city because yeah. you just like don't know anyone you have nothing to lose you want to have a good time um, because yeah like even when I travel is like pretty much the only time where I pick up a guy off scruff and grinder I'm like I'm gonna come over because here yeah. I'm just like mm-hmm. you yeah, um, here I'm like, oh, Toronto guys. No. <laughs> oh god, yeah, you like, are the Toronto. <laughs> no, exactly. Gay. Like, I like, do know half There's, of them. Oh, this is like, like, yeah, self-reflexive corner. <laughs> saturated with self-hatred. <laughs> like, let's not. Oh shit! Just joking. Yeah, like I was gotten a thruple when I was in Oxford. I totally get the like excitement oh, I of being, that. being anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So much drama. So much. Dra- what wasn't that much drama? Surprisingly, um, maybe maybe the thruple um, unraveling was drama. Right. <laughs> was drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a story that I want to tell because I find it hilarious. But so my partner and I met this guy in Oxford. He's so hot. He's so hot. He's he's with someone like, fuck now. You, you don't there. get to have everything. Oh, I mean, okay. So there's a bitter <laughs> corner with Thomas. Ah. <laughs> Just looking in the mirror behind you, like cackling. Um, yeah, so you met this guy. Um, like when we have threesomes usually or foursomes or whatever, it's not emotional. Like it never really gets emotional. But this guy like invited us to stay over. We like would cook dinners. We would like cuddle and watch movies just the three of us you know when it kind of got to a place not that it was a throuple but the three of us were like hmm like how could this work if it were to work and we were like pre-navigating that i guess issue um then we left oxford <laughs> except there's an ocean between you literally <laughs> i just want to say too he's with a guy now and they're so fucking cute together and i'm happy Aww. not bitter i'm all. not that's disgusting <laughs> but then we came home and Tom's friend, I don't know if I should name, should I name him? Don't, don't. So Tom is a friend who is notorious for, <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't want to like, it's not, not slut shaming, but he like sleeps around and like yeah, he's. he gets everyone to hate him. Yeah. yeah, he can't really go to a bar without being like hated mm, by everyone. Yeah. Um, so as soon as I got back, I'm telling them the story and Tom's friend's like, what's his name, blah, blah. I purposely didn't give him his Instagram handle. This guy found his Instagram I saw that he was liking his pictures. Bye. While I was at a <laughs> while I was at a Grimes concert, I unleashed on this guy. Like, and this is my friend. I like went. I don't want to use this word because it's rude. Like, I went, I went like psycho. I went like fucking Norman Bates on this guy, oh my and I was just God. like, yeah. I was like, how dare you? Like, we weren't even dating. Like, this is a guy we slept with. Like, yeah, gays yeah. are wild. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed about that now, though. No, no, you shouldn't be. <laughs> I was like, it was very interesting. Yeah, like, well, clearly we felt some kind of way. Yeah. Like, clearly there was some sort of weird ownership, which I really don't like. And yeah, ownership, yeah. I felt really enlightened. We had a friend of mine on the podcast a few weeks back, and she was talking about the ownership that comes, like, doesn't come with polyamory that she practices because she wants to, like, negate ownership. And I'm, like, uh-huh. sweating over here. Like, I've never done that. Like, ownership, <laughs> what? <laughs> Me, no, never. No, it's true, but, like, I, I, you know, would have felt the exact same way as you did. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, I'll just say traveling traveling trash yeah. does something you just you, like feel yourself you know and you're like in a different city and you're like let me live your life and you let yourself be worshipped by tiny gays yeah is and that what happens like, oh no I can't look up <laughs> anyone yeah, yeah. I have Please a lot of work tell to tell us do. about that it's actually really interesting my because, cat's turning okay, into the Hulk over yeah, here sorry the cat is attacking the door <laughs> so okay sorry, it, it, it was really cute because I was just having a really bad time in New York 
um and this dude is like hey you're queer and you look cute and political like come over and i can smoke you up because i was also really adamant about the fact that weed is really impossible to get in new york okay and i'm gonna come back to this podcast in another time to talk about weed in new york please but, yeah <laughs> for now it's a very like, specific episode uh, yeah, <laughs> because it's so fucking enraging how hard and how secretive it is to get weed in new york but this dude saw that i was suffering as someone who lives in canada and he was just like hey come over get high with me And when I got there, I realized that this dude knew me from one of our Facebook groups and had friend requested me on Facebook. Is a it few Grindr Aesthetics? Ago. Yeah, he I knew love me. You on Grindr Aesthetics. The Thank most, you. Yeah, say. apparently, yeah. like, yeah, yeah people amazing. like me, which is yay. Uh, but yeah, he knew me from this Facebook group, Grindr Aesthetics. I didn't want to name it, but thank you, Elliot. I'm fine with it. I don't care. Is that? Uh, have you tried to add me to that? Yeah, I did add you to it. Oh, they haven't approved me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to my people. <laughs> but yeah, he knew me from this group, and he had requested me on Facebook. And I remember saying no because I was just like, who the fuck is this queer? But then I got to his place and we were I was smoking his weed just like on top of him. And he's like, yeah, I added you on Facebook and you rejected me. So I had to like add him on Facebook in front of him to like prove that I wasn't an asshole, which like, you know, cute because he was so lovely. Oh, that's amazing. But also like I just felt like such a fucking cunt for like, you know, you being you like, oh my careful. God, who is this guy? Like, why do you want to be my friend? Meanwhile, I have like... 200 friends that I don't know on Facebook. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it sucked because he actually turned up to be so nice and he was just like this little tiny like twink-esque dude. Like not twink, but like twink adjacent. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need that name on Facebook after. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. he was just like teeny and malleable. And I can tell that you also like teeny and malleable. But yeah, like he, he was just like really <laughs> lost over my body and my being, which is really nice. That is beautiful. Love That's it. the energy we all need in 2018. You know what? It's really yeah, powerful yeah, as someone yeah. who is like feminine oriented and non-binary for someone to worship me as their daddy is a very interesting dynamic Ooh. because it's a real fuck up of gender and sexuality that happens then and there and like I, it's just so empowering but disruptive as you know I've been wait saying. you like being disruptive <laughs> I, I, I think I think I steer that way I've been fighting against my daddiness for a long time But it's time to lean in. Girl, like, as someone who identifies as non-binary. Because like, I want like, that. You yeah. have I don't know to. why I'm fighting against it. You just own it yeah. because people like get something out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Your like, voice already goes down yeah. a few octaves. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even necessarily about being like a hyper-masculine no, no, being, I know, I, you yeah, know? like Because that. a lot of people tend to like associate daddiness with like, you know, being masculine and arrogant or whatnot. But like... Arrogant. And I don't even want to assign things to what, like, being a daddy has to be because it's just essentialist and, like, nasty. But, like... Clearly about, from your story, though, yeah. It's about being in control and being worshipped and, like, enjoyed and, like, you know... Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Not that dads should be worshipped and enjoyed because most dads tend to be really horrible. But, you know, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Everyone. And that's the whole point of it, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I My guess. dad was horrible, so I want a daddy. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't Ooh, know how actually, much of that I want to, <laughs> Am like, I going to cut that? Can I? <laughs> yeah. No. That stays. <laughs> My dad was great, and now I need a daddy. Woo! Go you girl i wasn't saying that for me that was me being tom but <laughs> all things but, I do, but my dad was great but I, i also am not looking for a daddy you no, are no fuck daddy. dads fuck men yeah like i am the helper right <laughs> yeah yeah sure i like daddies i don't want anyone to fucking take care yeah, of me are you hot. kidding me i like daddies yeah oh, daddies yeah. are good oh you um, love daddies oh here's a story a daddy story i don't know if i told this already um but oh, fuck me um so we had this daddy lover that 
would come over or whatever and we'd call him daddy well i'd call him daddy well he was fucking me i was just when <clears throat> yeah so so whatever like it's clearly a fetishistic thing in itself the incestual side of daddy is like a little bit more uncomfortable but we're we're having sex and people often tell me that my partner and i look like the same person which you do yeah. okay so two nods over here i feel like if if doppelbangers if he was here though we might be doppelbangers but if he was here you might not say the same we've been dating for like almost seven years and i, I feel don't like, think that but i understand why other people me do. too I, I yeah i understand all okay beside the point so people say we look like we're having sex with this daddy uh, one of us finishes. He turns to the other one and says, "Do you want me to make you come just like your brother?" I'm did? leaving. Enough <laughs> podcasting for today. Jesus fucking Christ. So in his mind, he was not only fucking his sons, Bye. but we were Bye. brothers. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> this dude is going around fucking his family. And like, ah. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh no 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 goodbye no, thank you. No. Like, I mean, like, you know, what so do you do in the middle of sex? You kind of just go. Oh no, I came. It. He yeah, was yeah. so hot, though. Like, <laughs> you can't just not. You can't just not come. Like, what am I gonna do? That's like, I want to be like sex positive and cute, but also like, can you not fuck your twin sons? Can you not? For can sure. That's like, like definitely the for question. Like, <laughs> gays compose themselves. Speaking of daddy, Tom's getting mad at Artemis right now. Bye. <laughs> just enters into the room. That fucking cat has just been like attacking the door for a while. I know. I know you don't like cats. I saw it on Facebook. I, I'm, I'm like very adamant about not liking cats. That's and okay. I'm handling That's it your truth. I like you so that much. is your truth. That is your it truth. It is my truth. It's oh. my tea, girl. You I know, love it. Like, I own it. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. Pamela is looking horrified about that. <laughs> <laughs> she literally how horrified. How scary would it be if a frown Sorry. just like appeared across her fucking face? <laughs> it's sort of frown. It's a scowl. You're right. Um. Yeah, where were we? Got derailed. We were when Daddy's you were being fucking your brother with your daddy. Okay, in his mind. Oh god. Yeah, it was a lot. Daddies uh, are hot though. Do you, how do you come yeah, back from a story like that? You come on his back. No, that was so weak. I'm I, so sorry. No, it was Bye. like your heart was in the right place. And <laughs> yeah, I, just and enjoy I it. it. Live anyway. it, girl. As I said, live your tea. Like, <laughs> you know, it. just rejoice in it. My favorite. The milkman cometh. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. Why did you say that? It kind of harkens back to you I, like being I old. Meant, yeah, I was trying to like do a callback. You live then, in the age anyway. of the milkman. Oh shit! Oh. How ominous, indeed. Um, yeah. Any other New York stories? No, girl. Just a little fucking cold. Uh, sadly, uh, fucking cold. Uh, honestly, but how's it being back in Toronto? It's been very lovely, although, you know, it sucks being back in a place where I know all the gays that are around me, mm-hmm. because, like, when I was home, like, it's just nice, especially, like, when you're in Krakas, it's nice to open Grinder after a whole year and see who's gay around you now. Like, right. I've gone on Tinder before because I go to Venezuela once every year during the winter and like I've gone on Tinder and found dudes that I went to like elementary school with and like that I went to high school with and I'm like oh you so you're gay now and like Ooh, cool look at you um but that part of it was cute you know just like reliving cute little passions when you're back home and just leaving it all back there and Man, especially especially because it's Venezuela girl it's always just more passionate and like oh, don't get me started on Venezuelans like, I think I did delicious. five in a row like, <laughs> that's like I only dated Fen- Venezuelans it wasn't nice. though I know, I'm, just wasn't, I'm, just I'm pretty I'm much know about like three of them <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. We are. Do you want to list them out bunch. right now? I need numbers. Well, they were I need all named Juan Pablo. <laughs> Wait, no. 
<laughs> You're only <laughs> bye. bye. We're cutting all this. Bye. Bye. Bye to all of that. Um, well, yeah. I woke up one morning with uh, Venezuelans are so sorry. I'm now like <laughs> just getting worse. Okay. Keep going. They're so passionate. We are <laughs> in many it. ways. But that's why I like it because I need someone who um, matches me. Mm, you're also intense and annoying because we are. Yeah. Oh, I'm very intense and annoying. <laughs> you nailed <laughs> that. You did nail that. I woke up one morning and my um, my suitor at the time was punching a wall. Okay, like we're not that passionate. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant for the record. I just and I was love like, more. What's going on? Like, why are you punching the wall? And he was like, I'm just so mad at you. Um, <laughs> Tom, that's you. Like, I'm going to go. That's your yeah. effect on I'm people. I'm going to leave that situation. But then we sat down at a breakfast and watched Sophia Vergara clips. So. <laughs> oh my God. Can I say the stories now to you with him being Venezuelan and it's you being insufferable and just yeah, pissing this guy off? That is definitely not what I meant, and people. Third thought, I think he was Colombian. <laughs> oh my god, that is wild. You're though. canceled. I'll talk to my people about him because, like, fuck. Oh, you can't just worst. like be waking up places and punching walls. <laughs> Did it go through the wall? No, no, he didn't what? go through the oh, wall. Oh, he was just superficially punching it. He was punching it pretty hard. Where's knuckles no. bleeding? Why are gays like this? I'm no. so turned on right now. I'm like caressing. But I still don't know why. <laughs> I still don't know why. Anyway, I hope he's not listening. But I still don't know why. He was mad at me. When was this? Were you drunk? Like maybe two years ago. Oh. Was I drunk? Was the sky blue? <laughs> was Toronto cold? Yeah, right. Uh, well, then we know why he was mad at you. <laughs> you yeah, probably. locked one of your apartment. <laughs> Sleeping. Ah! I Yeah, I'll need to hear more. This is all being cut. No, I <laughs> no. love it. It's perfect. <clears throat> Doug, Good is there choice. anything else that you wanted to touch on? That's broad. I know, but I'm just mean if there's like a a burning a burning like like desire to you know for, to tell a story desire, or to be like hey I forgot to mention this thing that I wanted. Well, to Well, not that I forgot to mention, but I was hearing at the beginning that you guys were talking about Buck Angel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a trans misogynist, just FYI. Oh. oh. Yeah. And like, I don't necessarily want to like go on record as being no spill like, the tea. I don't know anything. It okay. was another guest I actually brought up. Just like. Screenshotted this like oh quote yeah let's bring it on bring let's it hear on. it uh, when you guys were talking ooh uh, and he says something really problematic can I read please please, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. read okay. read uh, Buck Angel said I'm a huge advocate for disclosure uh, of one's gender of course uh, because I believe a lot of people get themselves in bad situations because they do not disclose for example trans women who might hook up with a cisgender guy and then he goes home with her and find out that she has a penis and flips out and beats her up or kills her that's horrible and I really believe that not disclosing it is very re- disrespectful to the other person because they might not be into it and it makes them feel very freaked out about themselves and it's just one of the very messy things that Buck Angel has said he hashtag has- like yikes yeah, like, like literally yikes because like as a trans person you don't have any obligation to disclose or not disclose anything about yourself before a date also uh, you can never apologize smart. anybody abusing or killing Fuck anybody no. else you can't say that There's that no is horrible but then that. excuse it like Holy trans shit. panic is not something that you just like 
excuse or you like reason with, you know, trans panic, which is killing someone or reacting negatively to someone because you find out that they were trans is not a valid excuse to commit a crime. It's just you being an asshole. So for Buck Angel to say like, oh, yeah, I get why they're mad. They didn't know that you were trans. Like you sort of like earned that. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Buck go Angel. fuck yourself. That's disgusting. Um, and he's also said many nasty things about what it's like being a man and like being really masculine and like all these like outdated ideas about masculinity and manhood and like I'm a dude and like go fuck yourself really like you can't transgress gender and just be so fucking conservative with your views apparently so I, you can but you shouldn't yeah <laughs> like, I mean you can because yeah. he is but you really shouldn't be that way because I'll read you on another po- podcast but Whoa. I'll spill um, the tea queen I, mean, <laughs> I hope everybody oh. who listened to us like praise Buck Angel last time sticks it through till this week because I did not fucking know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, like I've been known that he's shit for a while because I move obviously in like trans and non-binary circles, but I mean, I do also recognize that he's really hot and like me being 16, like finding another trans person in porn meant a lot. So I do recognize what he has done for visibility, mm-hmm. but also, you know, we tend to glamorize a lot of people in our communities and in many communities that in reality tend to be kind of shitty. So yeah, literally we glamorized. Him. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for that. Like, Oh, it's okay. Thank- I'm here to queer That's your life. Amazing. <laughs> that. Love it. Um, that was like just education corner. A corner. and B check your fucking sources corner. Literally. We need to probably do that more because problematize your faves because pro- probably yeah. they're really problematic. I agree. I feel like just because they're your fave means they're gonna be problematic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like everyone every- is because we're all human, you know, and we all fuck up and like we know the value of like making amends and, like, growing and, like, improving ourselves. You know, like, when you glamorize someone else, you remove all that humanity from them. So mm-hmm. it's nice to remember that celebrities and other people that you look up to, they also say really fucked up things, and they're most likely Trump supporters. So. Yeah, <gasps> true. What? Really? Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh, I know. The truth oh. hurts. Um, on that note, too, all that <laughs> fucking shit, like, just that kind of transphobia just needs to be... S- so canceled just yeah. because you see what it fucking does no. like the reality of it the violence of it like it's the vi- yeah. i don't need to be saying it's stupid that i'm the one no, saying this but no like, no, no but it's say, there's yeah. no apologies to be made it's time to just walk away cancel ignore and i guess publicly dec- decree yeah publicly uh, shame horrible people yeah honestly i'm all here about that 2018 sure, you're gonna be sure. shitty I'm going to let you know that you're being shitty. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, your Facebook, uh, I love it. It's so <laughs> disruptive. It's like, hey, here's this thing. And there's like 800 comments. People are just being like, what? And you're like, it's my duty. You know, it's all that I can do. If social media is all that's going to be allowed to me as a non-binary immigrant in settled land, then like I'll use social media to like do as much change as I can. Fuck yeah. Fuck. That's so. Thank you. Amazing. Oh, I'm feeling a lot of things. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. You feeling things? That's enough. That is enough. That is Are enough. you feeling shaming me that right now? That is enough out of you. Yeah, everything's shaming you, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. I'm um, happy to inspire this on people. I'm right. inspired. So, uh, what silver... we like to do. Yeah. Go, no, go ahead. I was going to say silver linings, yep. but you should probably introduce it. No, no, go. You, you introduce it. Silver linings. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> we like to recap with something positive. Something because... positive. Let's, let, let's end on a happy note because everything is terrible. Mm hmm. Uh, it can be mundane. It can be profound. It can be near, or far. Yeah. We try we to can, keep it within a week. We but can go first. Um, actually, you should because I don't know mine. Mine's so ridiculous and shitty. That, um, that's fine. Aside it, from if this, if it makes you happy, then this was definitely a silver it lining. It can't be that bad. Um, but just the show Dark on Netflix. I know it's stupid. Um, okay. Really like it. I like sci-fi, and it's a pretty good show. <laughs> that's how mundane mine is. I say everyone watch Woo. watch that. <laughs> okay. Why do you like it? Um, 
I just really like sci-fi and I really like the writing and also I just like watching it in German with English subtitles because I actually feel like it's helping me piece things together and I want to start learning German that I don't want to say why I like it because I don't want to give the storyline away cool thank you because I've only watched half an episode as soon as I as soon as I start praising something I already find everything that's wrong with it in my head there's like not a single person there's not a single person of color on that entire cast shocking I know Germany. Germany Germany Well it is It's a historical piece And it's Germany Ew. In the 50s 80s <laughs> There were people of color In Germany in the 50s Absolutely yeah. Absolutely um, So yeah I mean I mean given that They colonized Namibia They like Would have yeah. People of color around so, Yeah There you go I mean but like Watch a show It's like a really 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 small town Shows of, really like, like Bring you off sometimes You know and, like, Even though they're silly And like fucked up They just like Bring you joy So like yeah. Oh you girl like, Yeah yeah That's my silver lining Cool um, Thomas, uh, do you have a silver lining? Yeah, a very silly one. But even though my trip to New York was kind of messy because I was late for school and I didn't have a working computer, I also hooked up with this dude whom I met on Tumblr like three or four years ago randomly because he was liking and reblogging my nudes. And after a while, we became like Instagram and Facebook friends, you know, through the years. But now when I was in New York, we finally met in person. And it turns out that he's a model who's also a makeup artist who works at Sephora. And he gave me like $400 worth of free makeup and like some shit that is fucking amazing. Like I have like $80 setting powder and shit, which might not mean a lot to a lot of people. But the fact that I got all this free makeup for getting naked on the Internet, it was like really meaningful to me. I'm obsessed. That's the opposite That's of amazing. silly. <laughs> That's not silly. That's amazing. That's not silly well, there you go. Thomas, can you top that? Uh, I can top anything you want. Woo! I'm just setting you up. <laughs> <out of> here. <laughs> um, it's really self-serving, but um, we've been getting uh, really, really amazing feedback on the podcast. Like, And I've been getting a lot of personal feedback from people that I love. Cute. And um, it keeps me going. That's amazing. It's just like a nice thing to wake up to messages about um you know i have a friend in new zealand jillian who said that this podcast is her therapy I love hey, that, which is so lovely like and she, she's the fucking best you should probably get a real <laughs> therapist you're gonna get worse if yeah, this yeah, podcast yeah. No, is no, but she's from sudbury actually oh i'm not allowed to say no way yeah she's from sudbury but she was my roommate in south korea and i also you lived in south korea yeah nice yeah. party yeah it was a party <laughs> and uh yeah i also was traveled around the world with her and she's right. amazing so i love being able to connect to to people because i've traveled around so much yeah. in my life it's really nice to have this connect me to people to ghosts of my past I feel in that. a way cool that's a good um, one really really yeah. good one yeah yeah so jillian matt sweet also some some of my coworkers. Awesome. Is last name okay? Oh, whatever. Okay. It's just Matt Sweet. He doesn't matter. Because I think I have 36. I think when I counted, I have 36 gay Matts on Facebook. Of course. We all know at least 10. And they're all, like, they're all white for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll beep Matt's last name. Yeah. And then we might see Matt Sweet on this podcast, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to come. Yeah. Potentially he's, Jillian he's, as well. He's so thirsty to come. Well, Jillian's in New Zealand, but maybe. Whenever she visits. Um, that's, rambling. That's it. That's it. That's my silver lining. It's Yay. nice. Good. That's very nice. cute. Good. So, Doug, thank you again so much. Of course. Um, thank you for having me. Fucking enlightening. Woo. Yeah. You're going to be back if you want I, to. I would love to. You better fucking that. come back. Yeah, you better fucking come back. I live a block away, yeah. so I have yeah, to like, be back. <laughs> Daddy says return. I'm down. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, hour goes by too fast. Check out our Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at doyouqueerwhatiqueer at gmail.com. No punctuation. Um, Can I plug? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. follow me on Instagram. Great. Uh, at Doug T-O, D-O-U-G-T-O. And that's it. Fabulous. Yes, I love it. There you go. Uh, rate and review us, please. I know I always say that, but no one reviews us. But give I us know. a review. Please, please do it. See Until you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Woo. Bye. Bye.